dusting off the Bible for the 21st century. That was the theme at Mennonite Church Canada's Assembly 2012 in Vancouver this past July. Nearly 450 people gathered to hone their biblical discernment skills for the 21st century. Historically, Christians have often used scripture like a hammer to clobber each other over the head and reinforce a particular point of view. But is that how the Bible was intended to be used? Hi, my name is Dan Dick and I'm the host for Church Matters. In this episode, we're going to hear Tom Yoder Neufeld, Bible scholar, author, and professor at Conrad Grable University College in Kitchener-Waterloo, where he has taught since 1983. Tom observes that we have a tendency to shape the Bible to fit our cherished perceptions. We need the Bible to constantly call into question the way we've tailored things. Tom helped the audience explore the many nuances of biblical interpretation and discernment, historical context, English translation from the original text, situational context, and more. He used 2 Corinthians 3 to illustrate the Apostle Paul's strategy in using Scripture with the Corinthians. We'll hear part one of Tom's address today and part two in the next episode. But before we hear Tom, I'll read a portion of 2 Corinthians 3, starting with verse 1. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Surely we do not need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you, do we? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter of Christ, prepared by us, written not with ink but with the Spirit of the living Word, not on tablets of stone but on tablets of human hearts. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are competent of ourselves to claim anything as coming from us. Our competence is from God, who has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of letter, but of spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Let's listen to Tom Yoder Neufeld now as he dusts off the Bible for us. For many years, um, for many years, I have been intrigued by the text that has been uh, read uh, earlier today. This is one of the most radical texts uh, in the New Testament. It has animated minds, sparked imaginations, set countless hearts ablaze over the centuries, including those of our Anabaptist forebears. With this text, we are um, taking a hike to breathtaking heights. This comes a little bit as a surprise because our text actually emerges from one of the lowest moments in Paul's apostolic ministry. Paul is a bit of a cranky mood. The Corinthians have been accusing him of tooting his own horn, a real no-no in the first century, when it's rather obvious to them that uh, he falls rather short in comparison to other traveling Jesus missionaries. Just read chapter 10. No Saint Paul for them. And now they're demanding letters of reference. He can't believe it. He started this congregation. He and his associates brought this group together, and now they want letters of reference. So he fights back. Our text comes right in the middle of this fight. And it is a brutal one. All you have to do is read chapters 10 to 13. 
Just before our text started, Paul said this. Unlike some of it who are some people who are peddlers of God's word, who are in it for the money, we, and I'm quoting directly a direct translation of the Greek here, we speak from God before God in Christ. No prophet, no evangelist, or apostle ever located his authority any closer to God than that. And that's a way of really not solving the problem with the Corinthians. Remember, the issue is Paul's boasting. And we can just see the Corinthians setting their jaws, rolling their eyes. And while Paul is not there in person, pity the guy who has to read this letter to the congregation. (laughs) He knows they're rolling their eyes. So he says, are we boasting once again? Do we need letters of reference either to you or from you? In 2 Corinthians 5, just two chapters later, Paul makes this very well-known claim. We hold this treasure in earthen vessels or clay pots, the most ordinary container you can find. And he's referring to himself. And we're used to seeing a lot of uh, humanness uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, Well, here we see it on full display. An earthen vessel, indeed. In the Bible, the Word of God is as often as not embedded in human words. It turns out that the Word of God, the treasure, is sometimes embedded in injured relationships and testy and angry remarks. Listen to how Paul turns tables on the Corinthians. You are our letter. That's a pretty nifty move. I mean, some of you are pastors here, and maybe some of you have been in conflictual relationships. This is a very interesting way. You know, you're, you're being tested, and you say, I need letters of reference. Look at you. You're clearly terribly important. I'm all, you're all the proof I need. I've got you. What more recommendation do I need? But this is not just a crafty debating tactic. As much as the Corinthians no doubt initially think that that's exactly what's going on. You may recall from the reading, but let me repeat some of the lines that Paul now uses. You show that you are a letter of Christ. Notice that it's not the letter K, but the term letter. Partly this is confusing for us in English because we use the word letter for pieces of the alphabet and for uh, whole letters that we write. In the Greek, that, that confusion doesn't exist. In this case, what Paul is saying, you are a letter, and it's a kind of play on the letter of reference, written on your heart. You are a letter written by Christ to be read by everyone. You are a living, public letter penned by the risen Messiah himself to be read by the world. We might say the church is an open letter. It's an absolutely astonishing image. Paul has turned table on the Corinthians, not by embarrassing them. They're questioning his competence, 
And what does he do? He redirects their attention to themselves, but not in order to scold them or to shame them, but to get them to see the miracle that is taking place in their own lives. You want letters of reference? You are a letter being written by Christ to the world. And the language of new covenant, you should know that in the Greek, the term covenant can just as easily be translated testament. You are the New Testament in the making. This would be a fantastic time to exploit this insight for its missional implications. The church as living letter of Christ to the world. Does that free up our imaginations to think in completely fresh ways about what the church is? That the church in its very being, in its diverse makeup, in the fact that it is made up of people who shouldn't get along with each other, of people who have to forgive each other, sometimes for things that are deeply, deeply injurious, sometimes way beyond personal relationships for historical reasons, etc., etc. All of that is Christ's communicating to the world that reconciliation is taking place, new creation is taking place. But that's not the topic, so I'm going to get back to my topic. We could also, by the way, this is another diversion, uh, we could also explore this, by the way, for uh, tactics in peacemaking. When you're attacked, belittled, humiliated, make sure your church members know how special they are. That's That's pretty hard. Think of yourselves as pastors. Or think of yourself in any relationship. When you're belittled, the way you fight back is to say, you are really special. And mean it. But that too is not our topic. Because what we're focusing here uh, is on the Bible. And uh, I want to have us focus a little bit on how Paul uses Scripture in this context. Initially, this whole thing about letters seems to be a kind of Paul playing with the image of letters of recommendation, and he says, you are a letter, and you are a letter written by Christ. But actually, what he's doing is he's allowing what at that time was Scripture. For Paul, Scripture was what we would call the Old Testament. And he is allowing a prophetic text to shape this response in the middle of this fight. Listen to Jeremiah 31 to 34. Some of you will know this off by heart. The days are coming when I will make a new covenant or a new testament with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant they broke, says the Lord. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. The old covenant was on tablets of stone, and those tablets could be broken. At some point, God is going to take what was on those tablets and inscribe it into the heart of people and they will know me, and I will know them, and Bible scholars will no longer have a job. Because no one will need to teach each other. Because God will be in here. God's will, our will, will be fused. 
It's a phenomenal vision. And Paul knows Scripture well. He's a well-trained Pharisee. He knows it well enough to to interpret it in a way that illumines his own experience and the experience of the Corinthians in ways they could not have anticipated. Don't you know, he says to them, that you and I are living within the realization of biblical promise? Don't you know that the New Covenant, the New Testament, is coming true here in Corinth? with Jews and Gentiles. And you are worried about my letters of reference. I am not, says Paul, the center of the story. My letters aren't the center of the story. The center of the story is the letter Christ is writing with you as the pieces of the alphabet. Who am I? I'm a scribe. In fact, my letters to you are meant to sort of help this letter be legible. As Paul himself calls himself, I am a diakonos, a servant of the new covenant. Thanks to Tom for his engaging teaching. Stay tuned to our next episode for part two of Dusting Off the Bible for the 21st Century. Thank you to all our listeners wherever you are. Church Matters is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Thanks so much. Please consider making a gift to Mennonite Church Canada so that we can continue to produce Church Matters for you. To give, just call 1-866-888-6785 or visit MennoniteChurch.ca. My name is Dan Dick, and you've been listening to Church Matters. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you the face of God shine on you every day we are sent by God wherever we are living salt and light as people of the way As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you, the face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people.